friends, this is Sandy Holthouse and this is Sandy's Kitchen Medley. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Um, it's kind of early, but the day looks like it's going to be a beautiful day on this Memorial Weekend. So I just can't wait to get out there and see what's going on. A lot of farmers markets are opening today. You can maybe start picking up some vegetables here and there or flowers. We really couldn't get our flowers in over Mother's Day weekend. So I'm going to go out there today and see what I can find. But I have some fun things to share with you. Uh, I used to spend my summers on my aunt's farm down in Rochester and my grandparents' farm in Byron. And one of my favorite things to do with them was to make pickles. So I have a medley of pickle recipes to share with you today. Not very difficult, but summertime pickles are so delicious. So I have a medley of pickle recipes to share with you and some stories about life down on the farm. So sit back and keep listening to Sandy's Kitchen Medley and I'll be right back. You're listening to the podcast of Sandy's Kitchen Medley. Sandy's Kitchen Medley can be heard every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on KRWC AM 1360, radio for Wright County. Welcome back to Sandy's Kitchen Medley. Today I was going to talk about some summer gardening and some summer experiences I had when I was younger. It used to be kind of common. Uh, we didn't go on a lot of summer vacations other than camping trips or things like that. But kids would go spend maybe a week or two with their grandparents or their aunts and uncles, especially being from up on the North Shore. We really didn't have a lot of experience with the farm or farming. And so it was always fun when we could go stay with my aunt and uncle who had a dairy farm or with my grandparents who, who had a farm. They kind of um, raised elk hounds, raised dogs. Um, but it was always fun to just get away for a couple weeks in the summer and spend some time. We always called it down south because it was Rochester. But down there, I had uh, my sister cousin, I call her. Her name is Dawn. And she had three brothers, and I had two brothers. But we didn't, either one of us, have any sisters. And so we always called each other our sister cousins because we were kind of as close as any sister could be, um, especially for those two weeks when we were together uh, during the during the summer months. But she really, really loves to vegetable garden. And I like to uh, flower, do my flower beds. Um, not as much vegetables anymore, but I really like having a hosta garden or a um, perennial garden or things like that. I get a lot of satisfaction out of flowers. Um, but she really has a way with vegetables. And it's really fun to go down and pick what she's got going down there. We both have raised beds. So um, those are kind of nice because they're about 30 inches off the ground and it makes it really easy for picking and growing and doing things like that. But we've decided that this green thumb that she and I share must have skipped a generation because our grandmothers uh, on my mom's side were both gardeners, my grandmother and my great-grandmother. Um, but my mom and her mom, who are sisters, just kind of dabbled in it here and there. They didn't, um, weren't big gardeners, but they were all really busy and 
to my mom's credit, gardening on the North Shore isn't the easiest thing to do. It's kind of rocky and the growing season is very, very short. So um, there's not a lot of time to have big, beautiful vegetable gardens up there. And if you have one, you know, you've obviously put a lot of work into it. But Dawn is... Uh, somewhat older than I am. She's about four years older, so her memories of our grandmothers is significantly different from mine because I would only see them during the holidays or during summer months or visits, and she got to spend a lot more time with them on a day-to-day -day basis. So she did a lot more um, um, staying overnight and getting up and making breakfast with them and doing things like that. But I do remember um, spending one particular summer with Dawn on her family's dairy farm. And that was the year that she was 14 and I was 10. So even though now four years isn't such a big difference, when I was 10 years old, that four years was huge. And so she was really into um, makeup and hair and boys. And I was really into jumping off the hay bales and running around with all the younger brothers. She had uh, three younger brothers and I had one younger brother at that time. But I like to go play in the barn with the guys. They were they were fun. But she always wanted to uh, do my nails or style my hair or something like that. And I thought it was more fun to just go out and shoot the BB guns with the boys. But that summer it must have paid off because she met the boyfriend of all boyfriends and even now, over 40 years later, uh, they're still together. So that must have paid off for her, all that um, beauty tips she was passing along. But my job on the farm that summer was to wash the cows and get them ready for my uncle to hook them up to the milking machine. And from the very first day, he said, just get a bucket of water and a rag and you go over there and wash off the cow's teats and then I'll hook the machine up. And so I went and got my bucket of water and I went over and I was immediately kicked by a cow and I just couldn't believe it that the cow reached up and kicked me and my uncle said, well, that one might be a little fussy. Just go over to the next one and the next one reached out and gave me a little kick right in the back again and I was just so surprised. I'm like, well, what is going on? And I was upset and finally my uncle couldn't figure out what was going on and um, the third cow uh, I kind of ducked but she was definitely going to give me a good kick and uh, anyway Uncle Norman came over and he just couldn't believe it. He said Sandy you have ice cold water you can't wash them with ice cold water they're going to definitely kick you. So I guess the plan there was that I was supposed to be using warm water when I washed them. And now that I think about it, that was probably, um, I should have known better because nobody likes to uh, have a wet, wet, ice cold washcloth put on them. But uh, my, my great grandmother, um, Molten, she actually lived right in town in Rochester, uh, where my cousin Dawn and her family lived somewhat out of town several miles. But I like to visit with her um, because she had a big backyard garden and she was more like me. She had a lot of flowers and a lot of berries and rhubarb and things like that. And I loved her house because she had two screen porches kind of side by side. You couldn't 
get to one from the other. One, you had to come out through the living room and the other one, you had to come out through the kitchen. But Dawn would get in one and I would get in the other and we would play house and pretend that we were neighbors, kind of talking through the screen and things like that. And we'd invite each other over for coffee or a little treat or something. So that was always really a fun thing to do at my grandma Moulton's house. And she also had a lot of plants and things inside her home. But one of the things I remember the most was her African violets. And she had a stair step kind of plant holder that she could have, you know, a whole row of of purple violets and then a row of pink violets and yellow and blue. So she had these beautiful, beautiful African violets. And she would uh, teach me how to pull the blooms off when they were kind of drying up and then tuck them down into the dirt so that it would grow again. And she always said that the secret to African violets um, was to water them with eggshell water. So whenever she broke an egg, she would put it inside this gallon jar and um, keep water in there. And that's what she would water her African violets with. She just kept this milk jug under the sink and always put eggshells in there. But I really haven't had a lot of success with African violets since then. Um, but I think I might have to give that a try. Hers were just incredibly beautiful. But both my grandmothers, my mom's mom, Isabel, and my great-grandmother, Marion, um, they both canned everything. They just would go out in the garden and pick things and can them. And Dawn and I would help them. But what I remember most would be the pickles. And they would make refrigerator pickles or watermelon rind pickles but my grandma Marion would make these sweet 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 pickles that were bright green I mean they were so bright green that they looked like they weren't even real they looked like they were plastic but they were so sweet and I always really really liked that um I do tend to like sweet things anyway, but uh, I'm going to share that recipe with you today along with two others, but none of these are hard, and pickles always kind of make me remember my grandmothers and remember their gardens, and especially remember spending some amazing summers with my sister cousin Dawn. So come right back, and we will go over a medley of pickle recipes. back friends to Sandy's Kitchen Medley. This is Sandy. Now's the time when I'm going to share with you a medley of pickle recipes and these are our family favorites. We make these at least once a summer, um, all three of these recipes. But this first one is my husband's absolute favorite. So I'm changing the name from Icebox Hamburger Pickles to Mike's Favorite Cucumber Pickles. These are kind of a sweet pickle. They're not like a dill or a store-bought hamburger pickle, but it's um, an easy recipe for older children to make, and it's good practice to learn to be slicing with a knife or using a mandolin. I really like using a mandolin for this recipe because it goes really fast. 
So what you'll need for this recipe is six cups of unpeeled cucumbers, sliced thin, one cup of onions sliced thin, and then you kind of toss those together to get them all mixed around. To make the brine, you're going to need one cup of vinegar, one cup of water, two cups of sugar, and one teaspoon, oh I'm sorry, one tablespoon of salt. And you're going to mix that brine separately so that the salt and the sugar will um, dissolve before you pour it over your cucumbers. So you're going to mix that well and then if you want you can put your pickles, your um, onions and cucumbers in a glass jar or just keep them all together like in a Texas gallon pail or a bucket in the refrigerator. But you pour the brine over the onions and the cucumbers and then let that sit and they really taste best if you let them sit for a few days. Um, but they'll keep in your refrigerator for several weeks and if you make a big bunch of these you'll have them for months over the summer unless you eat them all at once the way Mike does and then we have to make them three or four times but anyway I hope you give that recipe a try that's one of our favorites this second recipe is for grandma's 11 day sweet pickles and my grandma Moulton used to make these pickles pretty often and I always thought they were really fun because they are so bright green uh, they end up looking kind of like plastic but they're really really good but they are really really sweet. And you have to uh, do something with this recipe every single day for 11 days so it's not something you can make if you're on your way out of town or going away for the weekend. But for this recipe you're going to need a two gallon jar and 11 days. So you're going to fill your two gallon jar with sliced cucumbers. And I like to slice them thicker. Use the smaller cucumbers um, but slice them thicker like a half an inch. You want them a little bit um, meatier. So you're going to get like two bites, two or three bites out of these pickles. And generally you don't eat them on a sandwich or anything like that where you'd want a thinner pickle. These are more for a relish tray. So I take two teaspoons of alum and one teaspoon of salt and pour those over your pickles in the two gallon jar. You're going to cover that with boiling water and then you cover the lid and the next day you dump out that brine and you do the same thing. Uh, you will add two teaspoons of alum and one teaspoon of salt to the jar and cover it with boiling water. And you repeat that process for seven days in a row, always throwing away the old brine and starting a new brine each day. On the 11th day, you're going to throw away, uh, drain that brine and throw it away. And now this brine you're going to make completely different. It's a syrup made with six cups of sugar, two quarts of vinegar, one quart of water, and take a three ounce box of pickling spices and wrap it in a cheesecloth and kind of tie it off. And we're just going to float that in with the pickles and five ounces of green food coloring. So you're going to heat this until the sugar is dissolved and then put that little, um, that little cheesecloth pouch with the pickling spices in with your cucumber slices and then pour this brine over the top and then put the lid on. On the ninth day you're going to do the same thing but you're going to keep that brine. Don't throw that brine away. You're going to pour that into a pan 
adding three more cups of sugar and more green food coloring, and then reheat it, and then pour it back over the pickles. And then on the 10th day, you're gonna pour the syrup into the pan, add three more cups of sugar and more green food coloring, and then reheat it and pour it over the pickles. On the 11th day, you can put your pickles into little jars and seal them. These are really, really good, but as you have to know, they are going to be bright, bright green. These are pickles that you're never gonna forget. This last pickle recipe is really fun to make around the 4th of July because if you're like our family, we like a lot of watermelon around the 4th of July and I always have a lot of watermelon rinds left over. So if you kind of keep those in a pile, this is a fun recipe to make on July 5th. But these are called watermelon rind pickles and you need 12 cups of watermelon rind. And so that is the part of the watermelon where you're going to take off the outer green part and then you're gonna peel off or kind of cut off all that pink pulp. So what you really want is what's in between the pink and the green. It's kind of that white part in between. So it's just the rind without the peeling and without the watermelon fruit, I guess you would call it, or watermelon, the pink part. But you're gonna take 12 cups of watermelon rind and cut those like into one, one and a half inch pieces. Um, just a nice pickle size. And then you're going to take enough um, cold water to cover those and add one tablespoon of powdered alum. To this, you're gonna need eight cups of sugar, four cups of water, four cups of vinegar, two tablespoons of allspice, two tablespoons of whole cloves, and 10 cinnamon sticks. So to make this recipe, as I said, you're gonna remove all the pink pulp from the rind, and then you're gonna peel the outside of the rind off. So you'll just have that white part left and you're gonna cut that into one inch cubes. Combine your cold water and your alum and pour it over the rind. Let that stand for about one hour and that's gonna soften up that rind so you can make your pickles. You're gonna drain that and cover with fresh cold water. Simmer this for about an hour until they're tender and then you're gonna drain that. Tie all your spices in a cheesecloth and combine your vinegar, water, and sugar. Heat until the sugar dissolves. Then you're gonna add the spice bag and the rind and simmer that gently for about two hours. And then at that time, you can pack your rind into hot sterile jars and keep filling it with that boiling hot syrup and seal it. Um, and these pickles will last for a very long time once, they're, once they've been sealed in pickle jars. This makes approximately 12 half pints. Um, I usually put them in pint jars. It's just a little bit easier making six and boiling the jars and the lids for six versus 12. Well, those are the recipes we have today. I'm so glad you could be here. And if you... Um, weren't able to write these down, be sure and go online. We have them on KRWC AM 1360 um, on their page, or you can get them on the Facebook page, Sandy's Kitchen Medley, and they'll all be printed out there. You can just print them on your computer if you'd like. They're also available at our sponsors, Cub Foods in Buffalo. 
So if you get, get a chance to stop in there for recipes, you can pick them up there as well. Um, if you have anything else or any questions or comments, please go out to the Facebook page, Sandy's Kitchen Medley, and leave a comment.